hello everyone and welcome to episode 10, I think we're on now, um, of the UK League chat. This time we're joined once again by Tom Daniels, you must all hello. know by now, um, more or less, like I said last time, more or less a co-host at this point. Um, we're also lucky to be joined by XL UK coach Tim Crow. Uh, Tim, you want to say hi? So, no problem, thanks for coming on. Um, so, what we're going to mainly cover this episode is the final that just happened last weekend. Um, obviously, Tim's the XL coach, as, as good as, as anyone that we could talk to, uh, to go through with the final and just chat about what happened, really. Um, I'll just start with a bit about yourself, Tim. So, you've only kind of recently got into uh, the UK scene with XL uh, during for the summer. Uh, do you want to just tell us a bit how, how you actually got into coaching? So yeah, um, well I started in, well I started playing this game league like season one, mm-hmm. so I've been playing for a while and then I was pretty high rated for a long while and then uh, I was always up there in the high elo, like like higher elo, like when it was by a like numerical rating I was mm-hmm. like 1900 season one which is pretty good and then like when uh, Diamond and stuff came out like I was always up there but I like never really went pro. And then uh, I did play some college stuff, but I never really took the time to like full all in or commit to pro. So during uh, while I was going to school, university, um, I had a friend in Cloud9 who uh, got me in as an analyst, and then I was also the coach for their challenger team at the time. So that was like 2014, and then I just been doing behind the scenes work for them for 2014 to 2016. Uh, when about the time when Reaper joined is when I um, was let go. And then uh, shortly after that, um, one of my um, a good friend of mine became he got an offer to become the head coach of Echo Fox, and then he asked me to be the assistant coach later that year, so 2016 still. So I was uh, with him for Echo Fox, and then we did that from 2016 to 2017. And uh, uh, things didn't go well with Echo Fox, and then we were let go too. And then after that, I joined Team Liquid mm-hmm. to do their academy coach for all of 2018. And then uh, after that year, um, I decided that. Or I was let go as well, and then we did 2019, the start of this year, I uh, was planning on doing something else, but then uh, Jarge, who I worked with in Team Liquid, offered, like, asked me if I wanted to do Academy for Excel mm-hmm. for spring, so I'm like, okay, sure, why not? So I gave it a shot, and then we barely missed EU Masters and stuff, so I was like, oh, I, I'll, I'm down to give it another try for summer, so, and here I am. Oh, cool. So. Um... What one thing I wanted to ask just about kind of Excel in general, um, especially coming into summer, because I think I, you could probably argue with spring maybe Excel underachieved a bit. Obviously, everyone kind of thought it'd be Excel and Fnatic as the top two, like they were this summer. Um, mm-hmm. But we had Diabolus kind of sneaking in there as well and reaching the final. But then I think Excel kind of looked. Look, Look like a different beast, really, in summer. Especially certain players. You look at likes of Sendo, and where everyone kind of rated him sort of mid as low tier as a jungler, and he's stepped up. He looks like a completely new player. Um, we'll get into it more, but the Taxer, I think, in the final especially looked like one of XL's better players. So, what was what was the kind of things you guys have been working on uh, since you joined there? To, okay, to get so once I joined, I joined like I remember in spring in the middle of the split. So they just lost two weeks in a row. They were winless for two weeks in a row. Then I joined, and we went one, one and one. And then the week after, we went 
maybe we got to the like we just did better afterwards mm -hmm. but then we didn't uh, get enough points to get a decent seed to get out of Fnatic yeah because Diabolus had all the points for some reason um what we worked on over the summer is I think it was just a lot of it was just team identity uh just how we wanted to play the game and then we just had a really concrete like ideas of team comps of how we wanted to play the game mm -hmm. we just kept playing that uh Hyarnim was really good for the team as well he added a lot of value um and direction for the team so I think those are the big things was it kind of hard at all, uh, kind of putting an identity on the team when you've got? Because I know Excel are kind of pushing the whole ten-man roster thing, saying that everyone, everyone trains together or scrims together and stuff. So is it, is it a bit tricky to kind of have to feed off the main team at all, or? or... No, um, you just get your five current players, and then you just decide like, what do you think this, or what way do you think R five should play the meta? Mm -hmm. and what's best for us and like what are we good at and what are we bad at and like a lot of teams try to be super well-rounded and say oh let's let's work on cover all our weaknesses be good at everything but i don't think that's like necessarily good uh, when you play like towers like the the uk system it's all about like uh how many team comps you can go through i think mm -hmm. uh, that you're comfortable with and that's what we like you might notice like for every tower we had maybe four or five team comps that we're really really comfortable with and then we just depending on the bands we'll run a variation of each uh, do you think that mentality was like a a big part in it in terms of like you've got to have that the right mentality for having a 10-man roster to kind of know that you might sometimes be playing in the UKLC did that ever play into it do you know that you needed to have mentally strong players because Yarnan definitely seemed like someone who was mentally strong and willing to give it it all his all no matter what uh yeah I think that's a big factor um for most of these guys like they just understand like they need to compete they're here to compete and they just love competing so uh, whether they're playing LEC or they're playing UK, they just still try their best. Okay, cool. Because that, that's one thing we'd even said, I think maybe even on the show, when um, over the summer, as the roster changes happened, especially with Hyanan coming in, we kind of thought, okay, well, Hyanan's joined, obviously, to play with Kasing in the LEC, and really we didn't expect to see him at all in the UK. So I'd actually kind of wondered if there could be any motivation issues. Um, but that's good. He kind of showed, uh, I think, with his play through the through the split that that wasn't really the case. Um, so yeah, I think it even surprised me a little bit with that. Pleasantly surprised. Definitely. No, he's uh, like uh, it was a big coaching staff decision. Uh, we did a lot of discussions, and then we just ultimately decided that Jessica and Mystiques, we wanted to move forward with that roster uh, for LEC, uh, based on like a bunch of scrims and everything behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. So fair enough. Um, Let's jump into the final itself then. Um, I was thinking just kind of go game by game, really. So, um, game one was, uh, I think, a great start for you guys. You uh -huh. got the, the kind of level one cheese or level one invade, um, which kind of looked looked like I thought was a kind of was a, a good move to try because I think something the casters touched on was that a lot of the XL players I think had more experience, especially on stage as well. Than uh -huh. Fnatic, so I thought I th that was quite a, a nice start. I thought probably just kind of didn't help. I th I thought it might mess with Fnatic's mentality a bit. Obviously, like first few minutes, they just give a kill away. Taxa was ahead, um, and the lead was growing. And it was, uh -huh. I think it was only a, a point where there was maybe like an overstay mid that kind of changed the game. What what did you think on game one? Was it because the way I saw it, even though obviously. Fnatic end up winning the game. Uh -huh. For it to be the first game in the series, of course, the first loss is not the the biggest importance out of a loss you could have in a five 
uh, in a best of five. And I thought the performance-wise for the good p- portion of the game um, was still maybe something that that came good from that for you guys. What did you kind of think about it? Mm. Overall, that game, I thought like we played as a team really, really well. Got a lot of stuff we did practice, but then uh, I think the biggest problems was like there were a lot of individual mistakes. I think that ended up costing us the game. Um, like overstaying mid, I think uh, that was really bad when it kind of felt like we were unclear about what we were trying to do, and then we got punished for it, and I thought that um, Fnatic played well in what they were supposed to do. But uh, I was just unhappy with the openings we gave them and then, like, what happened in our comms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause we I, were I, pretty dominant throughout the most game. Most of the game, we had control, and then yeah. we lost because of, I can think of, like, two, two key mistakes. Uh, overstaying mid, and then one time, um, how we... How we uh, went after the second Baron. Yeah. So I th- I would say those two things would be the biggest turning points for the game. Mm-hmm. Was... Afterwards, I wasn't too worried. Yeah. Oh, because you say about the um about the comms, I did wonder if there could have been any, maybe if there was like even just for a second a bit of a communication issue. Because I think that one at at mid as well, I think it was like Hyun and make, looked like he'd maybe been caught a bit. He rocket jumped out, and as he rocket jumped out, I think Taxa dashed in to to shield him. And then just could, that kind part of I don't that. recall too yeah. much. All right. I, I don't recall that issue uh, part. Uh, I think it's just um, like we're on stage, and then we it was just like the shot calling was a bit off that day mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, what we we're trying to do, like we tried to hit an inhib as three after we make a pick, which I thought was kind of weird. Kissing um, should have been grouped up with us probably, and uh, yeah. And then I we think from I think from a neutral's perspective as well, if you look at it in terms of like, obviously it's the first game going into Twickenham. Um, it was a great game. Like it went from a from a neutral perspective, if you look at it, it, it was a really good game. And I just have to say that um, having it at, at Twickenham, um, how was like the experience going into that first game? You know, knowing that you're going to be playing, you know, at, at Twickenham because obviously with XL it's kind of like a home, isn't it? Um, it wasn't really that big of a deal to us, mm. to be honest. Like I didn't think too much of it. It was. Like, uh, it would have been it, like any other stage. The fact that it was Twickenham was just nicer, I guess. That it was easier for, uh, easier for us to go up and down, like, to a review room and stuff. So, uh, that was nice, but overall, I didn't mm. think too much of it. Did you, did the players think they could have had any advantage for playing there? Like Tom said about it being kind of like the home ground, if you, like you say. I mean, if we were playing in our practice room, I guess, but overall, yeah. no, I didn't <laughs> think that we had, like, that big of an advantage. You know, there were Fnatic fans there too, as well. There yeah. was a lot of, fans for both sides so I didn't think of it as too much of a home ground advantage alright fair enough um, let's take a look at game 2 then um, I think game 2 was a bit more one sided for Fnatic there wasn't mm-hmm. quite as much as the uh, early lead that you got in the first game um, what are your thoughts on that <coughs> one what do you think could have maybe gone differently for you guys mm, level 1 is really good for us we burned Karma Flash level 1 so uh, if you watch the first play of the game is us trying to kill the Karma with uh, Yasuo. And Yasuo, it honestly, should have been a kill. Um, Yasuo went for, or uh, Exile went for an EQ on the range creep to use the knockup instead of just EQing the Karma who had no flash, and then it would have been just a straight kill. Mm-hmm. So with this combo, we're a bit more used to like getting early kills early, uh, kills early on, and then we just, um, I think we made a. After that play failed, um, we made a mistake like trying to enter river, and then it was just snowballed of individual mistakes. So in this one, I would say individual mistakes really trumped us, hmm. really got us. Like uh, uh, exile missing the the knockup on the karma, um, texture re-entering river after we're calling like after um, we failed the play, and then 
uh, Hyarnan dying, was it, to the Aatrox? Because I think he wanted it one more time, and then, like, the W pulled him back in. So all these things kind of just added up. I was happy with the game that we just, like, no one really gave up, and we kept trying to, like, look mm-hmm. for ways to get back in the game, but ultimately it wasn't enough. Yeah, because I think that's one thing across the, the whole series as well, We've, across all the matches, like, both teams are still going at it. I think it was a really great series to watch, as kind of, as Tom says, like a neutral as well. Um, no one really looked... Well, because this is one thing I, um, I wanted to ask as well, because you say about these kind of individual mistakes, uh, I'd wonder, do, did you think there was could have been any nerves from any of the players at all? Oh, for sure. I think, I think there are nerves on both sides. Mm. For sure. Mm. Like, uh, we, you can see some regular season games online, and I feel like there were a lot less mistakes. Like, on stage, there was a lot, like, there was that one time, and you just, like, randomly jumped into us, and we killed them. Like, there was a lot of times where just people get randomly caught out in the series, mm-hmm. I think. That doesn't usually happen as much. Um, yeah, like, uh, from what I, like, on my guys, like, I see my guys, like, we did some stuff, like, we didn't do in practice ever, and, um, I mean, we shouldn't be doing stuff we never do in practice, right? Yeah. It was just, like, random new ideas coming into our head and we just try it and for sure that's like not how you want to play a series so especially going um, um obviously going to uh zero two down like and you've had these mistakes how was it kind of basically telling these players to go into obviously what would be game three and try and like do your best because obviously it's match point at this point so you would think that the pressure's on even more uh the big thing i told the guys is that um let's don't worry about the individual uh i'll play like, we, we don't need to do individual outplays in this series. Like, if you're watching the series, it's all about, like, whatever team sets up first and, like, plays as a team. Um, and honestly, a lot of the series is just don't get picked. Don't get caught randomly. Like, there's so many like there's, like there's so many things in the game. It's like, it, I didn't even feel like we set up correctly. Like, sometimes, like, there was one time, like, Angie just dashed into us, you know? We're going we're gonna to take that kill if he does that, right? Um, Exile went for, like, a 1v1, like, in our Raptors at Syndra's, and then he got soloed by Magic Felix. Like, stuff like that. I'm like, we don't need to do these individual outplays, just... Set up, map, set up the map and like do what we do normally and we'll probably like that's our best chance of winning try and get, go back to basics isn't it focus on what you know oh, that sure. you're good at and, and stick with it really because like I, I, I just saw like both sides is, both sides are nervous both sides are like dying randomly like doing stupid stuff it's like the team that does the least amount of these mistakes and just focuses on what needs to be done will win mm. fair enough and we brushed off this like the first game is hacking game like we, we brushed off because like like, it was just, like, some some of the dumbest things we ever seen. It was like, this should not happen, and, like, we can still beat them. So we were, uh, going into game three and four, I felt um, pretty confident about winning. Yeah, and had reason to be. Obviously, game three then, you guys did win. And this is, it yeah. It kind of looked to me like the the confidence was, well, like, like even, like, the nerves of things were going away. Because I think XL, one thing, I don't know really how to describe it. One thing that differs, I think, XL from Fnatic is that XL, throughout the the regular season played with like a bit more of like a swagger than Fnatic did especially with the the flexing and stuff it looked like it was kind of like the the G2 of the UKLC if you could kind of say like that the way we wanted to play is like we sat down we really wanted to like be aggressive in our play style Mm -hmm. like we wanted to be in command of the game like uh, not to throw shade at like like Fnatic this split and although near the end they started doing less of it and Diablo's last split were just scaling teams that just wait for you to make wait for the other team to make the mistake and we didn't like want to play that way where we're just like scaling we just wanted mm-hmm. to play a way where like we get an early lead and then like play out the game like really fast and like really aggressively against these teams yeah um, I think we saw that in the first game and the third game we kind of did that for the most part uh, the second game unfortunately we we got snowballed on pretty hard 
But yeah, this like I say, this third game where I, I kind of thought I saw that coming back as well. Um, and I think this was the one where I think Hyanan was propping off quite a bit. Um, yeah, 11, 3, and playing? 7, I think it was. Uh, Kaisa. Yeah, Kaisa. Yeah, Kaisa. Yeah, unbelievable game. Unbelievable game for this, me, I think. This was one where, on the cast, they were kind of saying, like, oh, we just we just want to see Hyanan um, back on a normal ADC and, and all this. But did you think did you think that was necessary? Because he, well, he played uh, Kaiser game four as well um, and didn't have quite as much success. So do you kind of agree with that th- that kind of sentiment that he needed to just go back to a normal one and uh kind of i didn't think it was like i didn't, I didn't really think he played poorly that much this series i think game four was uh i think we played the the game incorrectly uh we tried to play around like we didn't play it around here enough simple simply enough um when he's on kaisa like kaisa is not good and then we roamed out of lane a bit too much for topside and we when we like the way we were really dominant in these games is like we pick Pantheon, we still ball off bot really hard, and then he gets really fed and carries the game. But right now, what happened was like we push out bot, and then like they kind of roam, and then he can't do anything 1v2. And then, like, why do we pick Kaisa anyways, right? So I think um, the way we played that game was really... Um, out of all four games we played, I think that was like the worst we played in game four. Um, but yeah, just back on, on game three a bit as well. This is another one... Kind of carrying on from what we were saying earlier, um, where Sendo has has shown a lot of a lot of improvement this split. This was his mm-hmm. um, his Nar game. I think it was like a his alt mid that was like a huge mm-hmm. huge fight as well. Um, what was there anything you gave him specifically to work on, like over the split to to have seen him improve so much? No, I think uh, he just like last split he was a bit um, like there's always the weak and strong side that he has to play, and then like we. Uh, worked a lot on his weak side because just the way we wanted to play is like we want to play around here, especially when we're in like Pantheon and like Kaisa, mm. you know, like those those are like bot. Hello. 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 Oh, sorry, my my computer just like went to sleep mode, <laughs> so I had to shake it up. Oh, so, uh, like we want to play around him, right? Mm-hmm. And even with Tristana, like you know, that's how we want to like snowball his lane really hard and play around that. So we just told him like it's it's gonna be hard. You're gonna be on an island sometimes, and some teams are gonna like camp top and like we're gonna get more out of bot lane out of it or in some teams we're just gonna leave you on an island and you're probably good enough to beat the other guy if you're left on an island yeah so he there's just a lot of trust he has for the rest of the team to do their job for him to play the way he needs to play yeah because he's i think he looked really confident as well there was the i think it was like the 1v1 uh bando on cled where well yeah he just totally outplayed him um i think that was one where exile tp'd in to secure it but like he just he got him anyway um so yeah i was really impressed with with him through the whole split, really, uh, and especially that game. Yeah, he's been solid. He's really, really good at playing the, the weaker side of the map. Um, I, I notice a lot of UK teams like play around the top laner a lot, and uh, he, he did re- really good job absorbing pressure and like making sure not to give anything. Hmm. Yeah, because I think that was kind of one of the... the not not really arguments against him, but one of the things I think some people might have thought was it was kind of that player where he, he would have a lot of good games, but then... His not as good games would would be quite telling, um, and that's definitely something he that looked like he'd kind of he'd got rid of in his game was was those off matches. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, this play has been great. I think um, I didn't really feel like there was any top laner that was actually better than him uh, mm-hmm. going into every every match. Like I thought Shikari is pretty good. Like could match him for some stuff, but overall I didn't think anyone's actually better than him. Like there was a lot of hyped top laners. Like Zergoth was hyped. Um, let me pull up the list. Only Angel. Yeah, all these all these players are hyped, and I I really didn't think they were that good. 
And just have a look at like Taxa, especially in that game three. I think he went five zero thirteen sixteen. Was he driving? J four. Yeah. Yes, the J four. It's an unbel. It was an unbelievable performance from him, but it really kind of showed that he's not just kind of a utility jungler as well. I think that was the that was what was coming in in like from Spring Split. Is is he a utility jungler? It's a lot more than that. (laughs) He's been spamming Lee Sin every game. I don't think Lee Sin's utility jungle. You know. Yeah, Yeah, it's fair. He plays Leeson, he played Olaf for us, uh, he played Jarvan. Uh, so, I mean, coming into this split, it was yeah. a lot He was a lot more aggressive. It was a lot more of an aggressive style of jungle, what we, I think we saw this split. And it, it really showed his true ability. Like, I think, again, a little bit like Sendo, people were kind of underrating Taxa. I, I wonder if it was just because of the spring performances, but he really came into it in the summer. I mean, I think the big thing is, like, we sat down, we decided, like, how we wanted to play the game, and we just went for it. Um, when I first came in in spring, I wasn't too sure of how I wanted to work with that team. And I was, to be honest, I was quite rusty myself because I haven't like touched the game in like a month. So I, I, I had to like relearn the game myself for a bit. And like, I only had like two, three weeks before we made playoffs. And then we got, ended up against Fnatic, which was unlucky. <laughs> it's actually a good team. And then uh, for this split, like I just thought about it and then we had a lot more time to prepare. So I think a lot of this is just like us being able to practice properly as a team. Um. Yeah, game four. Well, game four we kind of touched on already, really. Um, like you said, probably the more. I think it was the more one-sided. It was the quickest game by quite far as well. Yeah, it's definitely the most disappointing one for us. Uh, yeah. We're showing. Um, it's a bit of a shame because I. That's when you kind of thought. Obviously, after you guys got the game three momentum, you thought might have been swinging. Could have been on for a a, a game five, but. Uh, just unfortunate we, that we didn't get that really. Um, there's not really much more to touch on, I don't think, on the final. Then, what what did you think of kind of the venue and stuff in general? Have you had you done? Have you had been at sort of many lands and things before? Yeah, I have. Uh, I thought the venue was fine. Um, yeah. Looked good. Uh, overall, like couldn't really complain. Yeah. Um, from our setup, like from backstage point of view to where I thought you guys were sitting, I thought everything was run pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually on time as well, so I was quite impressed. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it generally doesn't like, a happen. Lot of lands, <laughs> a lot of lands, you know, they just they just go like late, you know, a bunch of delays, a lot of tech yeah. issues. But uh, we we did have a ping issue at the start, but they resolved it like two hours before the game was done, so oh, okay. or started. So I was happy with that. I think the only um, issue I remember being there was like in the middle of one of the games, they just had a black screen for like. 30 seconds or something oh, randomly. I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was, I think it was on the broadcast as well. They, oh, okay, you could hear the match and the, you could hear the casters and then just no one could see the game for like 30 seconds. Not really sure what that was. But for that, because it was, I think, uh, especially since um, LVP have taken over the UK League, I think that was the first land they've been. So I think for the first one, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think LVP did a great job display. Yeah. Uh, production overall was pretty good. Uh, there was one day where we had a lot of like delays. Mm. Which is annoying, but overall, oh, I, I can't really complain. What were your thoughts on the playoff format? That was a, a bit of a drama about that when that um, came about. I thought well. the gauntlet was like the most balanced way to do it. Mm. I actually thought that was really the most balanced way. I would criticize the regular season format a lot more than the playoff format. I thought yeah. the playoff format was fine. Uh, I don't like the side selection, how they do side selection. Like, loser chooses a side, mm. which is. Um, because well, it was in the final, and I'm right in thinking it was the winner chose a side for the the main final on oh, Sunday. Um, no, 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 no. So, like, the you, winner chooses game one, and then after uh, whoever loses each game chooses the next one. Oh, right. Which I really didn't like because uh, 
every other league, like all the the premier the, or all the world leagues, right? The ones for that qualify the worlds, they always do like one three five versus two and four, mm-hmm. like how you select, and then mm-hmm. it was it was like even especially like games that are really like down to the wire, like you don't know if you're choosing a side or not, kind of thing, and like what to prepare for, so it's really confusing. Yeah, uh, I think it keeps like, it consistent as well, doesn't? Yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So. It, it keeps it consistent, like. In between game one and two, like, I wasn't sure if I'm choosing a side. Like, I'm thinking about, like, what I want to talk to my players, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to think about, like, what side I want. Or is he going to choose what side, you know? Yeah. So the, uh, it's just really annoying. So did you have to go in with kind of, like, two game plans with each game, essentially? Yeah. And be like, yeah, if it's red, then it's if it's blue, then it's this. That's, that's difficult. That is difficult. It, it, it's really annoying. So, like, like I was like, oh, okay, I guess we lost. And then, like, I quickly wrote up a draft. I'm like, okay, we had three. Here are three options. Like, what are we confident in doing? Like, this is how we'll ban if we're going to do each scenario. And then, yeah. yeah, and um, I imagine game one, then, that was probably the worst one. We kind of looked like you oh, were yeah. going to win uh, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but after game three, it's like, okay, they choose now. <laughs> I have no choice anymore, so at least that was easy. But yeah. um, I, I like being able to choose, like, I, I'd rather just choose two and four, and he chooses one, three, and five. Yeah. Keeping it consistent makes it easier, for sure. Mm-hmm. So then what were your kind of your thoughts on the split in general? Because I'd imagine the aim probably would, I'd, I'd guess, would have been to win the whole thing. Um, but then yeah. you, you knew if, if Fnatic were on their game, then it, that was going to be hard as well. So would, is there anything, kind of any regrets for the split in general? Was it, well, we've still got uh, a little bit uh, left for the champions not, and that. But... Not too much, not too much. No. Um we came out, we competed, we made EU Masters. I'm not too worried about like first or second. Mm-hmm. Was that the ultimate goal then? Was EU Masters, whether it yeah. was play-ins or yeah, it, was, it was great? It was, yeah, it was just EU Masters for us mainly. Um, wasn't too stressed about it. Like the the format is just like I was just wasn't a good format. Like the tower format is just not good. Um, double round robin's definitely the best way to go. Uh, keeps it consistent. Like it's like some of the lower level teams, like for example Barrage, they played six games in the entire or eight games in the entire split mm. while well, we played like eight games in two weeks so it was just really inconsistent and i i, I just didn't like it mm. i i do agree with you and at least like with the gauntlet format it did give kind of every team apart from obviously the yeah. two relegated teams a chance to at least work the way up and it happened with feeling isn't didn't it in the end of the day really close they almost made you masters from <laughs> tied from seventh to EU masters that was pretty crazy yeah they, they had to do a, a relegation playoff and then yeah yeah, next thing against Origins. I mean, I think they did really well though. Um, mm. I think they were the team that attacked the what was nine seventeen match. Was it nine seventeen or nine yeah. sixteen? No, it was nine sixteen. Sixteen. Um, yeah. Sixteen. They attacked the patch like the current patch or the patch the because playoffs came around and then there was a new patch and I think they did the best job out of any team. Yeah, they definitely uh, worked hard on it. Like, oh, they definitely. Uh, I think they were willing to take. I think they were willing to take risks and like try mm. different things. Like they're running Zigsbot. Um, like what else were they running? Syndra, like let me let me pop up their match history. KLC. Some Just while you do that for a second, outside of like the academy teams, then were there any teams which kind of surprised you or you're kind of not not flaming, but kind of like you you said were really good or over over did your over expect expectations or were underachieved in your From opinion? the UK league. Uh, yeah. Um, everyone was. I mean, I. I don't know the players too well in the Europe scene, mm. but then everyone was hyping up Barrage, and I'm like, okay, I guess they might be decent, and then they turned out to be pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Diablos, I thought they might do better, but then I realized they swapped a lot of their players out, mm. so... Um, M&M did okay, I guess. 
Would you have considered this then easier than what it was in spring then? Overall with the competition? No. Actually, maybe. It's about the same, I think. Uh... Or was it more the fact that XL underachieved in spring? I think, we under, I, I think we yeah. underperformed a lot in spring. I mm. would say that. Like, I didn't think the level got that much better. Um, like, some players... Like, the only player that kind of came to mind that, like, left UK was, like, Mumus. Mumus? Yeah, yeah. Mumus, yeah. Mumus, and yeah, I heard he goes pretty decent. Like, he did pretty well. But overall, like, um, the teams were... I thought all of them were kind of, like, at the same level. I didn't think they were that much further apart. I was impressed with the two new teams, though. Um, the uh, Demise and... Envision. Uh, Envision. Envision, yeah. They did pretty well, considering, like, um, their new teams, and they just came in, and I thought Demise did you know, they they competed. Well, they were completely like a solo queue team, essentially, oh, yeah. which which came in. And then the fact that they did that off what most of the time was raw scale um, really shows how good individual players they were. Yeah. Um, Enclave and Feline, to me, in the regular season were just the same team. It's funny enough, we never played Demise or Envision. I've, we never <laughs> the so two I, teams I, you said were good yeah yeah I mean they they, they posted results right like yeah. we played mm. we beat down Barrage Feline and Enclave several times uh, so again would you have liked to have played like Demise and Envision like and it been mean, like yeah I would love to mm. I, like I like to play every team at least once but <laughs> this format guess you know we, we just dodge them every time and we got kind of lucky too there, there's some weeks there was like two weeks in a row where we're a first seed yeah, we were first seed, so we just played blue side the entire entire tower, which I thought was just giga imbalanced, because like that week in the scrims, like okay, I guess we're just practicing blue side. And so which that is, gives that obviously gives you a massive advantage. That's, doesn't a, that's it? a huge advantage. Yeah. That's just RNG, right? Like, like we didn't do anything to deserve the you know them drawing number one. It just happened, which I thought was like um, a huge flaw in the system again. So do you think it should get changed then, coming into like next spring, next spring? I think it should get changed, and I heard it was in the works, but we'll see. Um, yeah, like what I would like to see if they were to actually change the system is like after the first round, uh, like you get the eight teams that play. After the first round, you take the bottom four and have them play against each other still, just to get like a six through six through or five through eight ranking, just so they play more games. Mm. Or could you do like a losers bracket? Yeah, example? I think something like that. Like, I don't think yeah. like a full losers bracket, but at least like play for fifth, you know? Yeah. Play for fifth. Yeah. Play for, like, something think, like I have to keep, keep them playing. I think there's even I don't know, Tim, if you're if you watch football or soccer too. Um, in the Scottish league, they do a thing similar to that. I think they they play like half a season more or less, mm -hmm. and then halfway through it gets I think it gets split top half and bottom half, and then they play each other, um. and. And yeah, that sort of thing. So that could be better because, especially one thing I felt really bad for the kind of lower teams. If you are losing, and then you come, okay, next week this is going to be a week. You train all week, and then you, if you lose that first game again, that's it. That's your chance gone for a whole other week. Like exactly. there's no way you can that, pick that, momentum back up. Exactly, and it's just like demoralizing. Yeah, like, and that's why it took some teams like four weeks to even get into the rhythm of things. It was really like normally by the second week you're like everybody kind of yeah. knows where they are. But it, some teams like especially like Barrage. Um, yeah, like Barrage the fourth really week, which matchups. is difficult. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Barrage, like, I'm looking at their history. They had to play Eminem week one. Oh, no, sorry. XL, then Eminem. Then, yeah, they played Feline and uh, Envision, so that was, like, winnable. And then mm -hmm. they had to play XL again, and I guess they can't come back from that. <laughs> 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 yeah, it just sucks. 
um, for them. Let's um, let's go on then to EU Masters. Um, mm -hmm. We hinted about it earlier. So you're in the planes. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just looking at the format now. So there's there's XL and there's six other teams, and yep. the top three are going through. So are you are you fairly confident of of seeing the teams? Yeah, based on our scrim results with these teams, that we like we scrimmed mm -hmm. them regularly. Like we scrimmed the top teams of every other league regularly, and like just based on our past results, I think we'll do fairly well. Uh, I expect us to come out. Yeah, I expect us to come out. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we came first in the group. Hmm. What what teams out of the players do you think look tougher? Just I don't know myself. I'd imagine maybe I figured probably Origin and Rogue. Rogue and definitely look like Origin yeah. and Rogue came to mind, but Rogue kind of like spiraled downwards after like they had a really good start and then they finished quite poorly if i recall all oh, right oh, i'm not sure because well i know that a lot of their players ended up in the lec as well didn't they so i'm not sure maybe that could have had a bit of an effect on their academy side as well yeah they lost to devils yeah devils won during their season and i'm not sure how good the polish league is in general mm. to be blunt like um a lot of these teams are not the greatest i would say just then, just off you saying that then, where would you rank like the UK scene in terms of like the talent which is in opposed to the other ones? Obviously, you probably don't have as much knowledge about the others, but just in your opinion, just by gauging off it. Based, like, does this include Excel and Fnatic? Because uh, yes, really, mm -hmm. you get a really, really skewed view because it's just like the way like our league worked, right? Mm. There was the six, the seven teams, and then there was the two of us. Uh, uh, so in terms of side. like the the two teams which are going into EU Masters then because they're the ones which really like we're good. matter like we we can compete like um mm. like every other like team that I see in the main event like we can compete easily um I think Fnatic would Fnatic and us like we can compete with Giants LDLC Mouse Sports Devils one like all these teams like for sure we can compete with um then I kind of look down to like for the win uh CP Sparks Diffuse Kids like all these like. I would say the teams that are not in like the, the German, French, Spanish league and even the Polish league, like every other team didn't really feel like um they were that great. So uh I, I think Fnatic and us uh both have a really good shot at winning this tournament. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say we're behind it by any means. And we're guaranteed a uh, a new winner anyway, because Misfits didn't qualify, so the end of it. Yeah. The the French league like French, German, Spanish, and Polish. I guess the two representatives from Poland were pretty good, and UK. Like those five mm. regions, I think are like the competitive ones. The rest are kind of. Um, I don't think they'll go too far. Is there anything you guys are working on for for EU Masters, or is it just kind of consolidating what you what you've been building so far? Like it, it's a new patch too. Um, learn a new patch a bit. Mm -hmm. Seventeen, I think. Play-ins is 9.17, and then the main event's 9.18. Um, let me see what happened. Like, there's some changes to this patch, not nothing too big, and you'll probably see what we have cooked up. I mean, we'll, we're definitely refining what we used to play as well, and just making sure we can keep playing those, playing everything we can, and we just add a bit more. And obviously, with being in the play-ins, it's a, it's kind of a, a positive and a negative, isn't it? Because it's a negative because. Uh, obviously, you have to try and qualify, but if you're confident in yourself, then you should be able to qualify for the main event. But it's, it's also positive. positive in the sense that you actually get more games time, don't you? And you get to gel more together and see what's the happening. Game time, the, game time's really, the game time is really important, and it's just mm. if you're if you if you qual like some of these teams qualified like like LDLC qualified like three weeks ago, 
three or four weeks ago or some some crap like that, you know? And then you're just sitting around, you're not doing anything, mm. and it's just it's such a waste of time. Like, uh, like buys are nice, like in playoffs, like if you watch mm. LEC and stuff, like buys are nice, but then when you're just sitting, like when you have one extra week of practice without competing, it's just so taxing. Yeah. You know, and like if that one week goes wrong, you can like you you have ten more days to go, and it just kind of goes to shit. Whereas if you have like four days, one day goes wrong, you're like, you know what, fuck it, we're just gonna play the game and see how that goes. Mm. And like I, I think like one day going wrong can definitely spiral out of control to like a week going wrong. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of a similar um, like momentum argument people have. Like they, if you look at the kind of gauntlet formats like in the LCK where you got Griffin like twice in a row. They get straight to the final, and then they got to sit there and wait for three weeks without playing a match. And then by that time, they like momentum's gone. Yeah. No, just just having your player sit around and scrimming. Like scrimming is not a good. If you're not competing in like ten days and you're just scrimming nonstop, it's it's just not worth it. Mm. Well, and the fact of the matter is, is that the the, the the team which won it, Misfits' last, last split, was the team which came through play-ins and benefited. I think they hit the ground running straight away. I think every team, them every. Every play-in team mm. made top four outside. So Misfits, <laughs> oof, Mad Lions, what's the name? SK. All three of them went from play-ins. Yeah, I think it, I think Fnatic were the only team mm-hmm. which Fnatic didn't because it was Diablos. Yeah. So. We're we're not too like bummed out about playing. And if we lose, we lose, right? Mm. Uh, if we're gonna win, we we just care about like making like, or we just care about winning. And if we can't make it out of play-ins, then we don't deserve to win. You know. So I, I'm I'm more happy that we get to get to play in like a few days rather than having to wait like an extra week because I I don't like having that much downtime. Cool. And I think there's there's not even that long between the stages, is there? So you play was it like seven? Oh no, wait. Nine so you, nine to twelve. Yeah. 12. So you play... nine to eleven if you're you skip the twelve day and you're automatically in. and then so nine to twelve and then you play again on the sixteenth. Yeah. So I, I'd rather just like be, do planes because just sitting around and waiting is so boring. Mm-hmm. Is it? And I think it's just. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was going to say, is there? Um, do you not think it would be better just to keep it on the same patch? Isn't that's obviously what they do? Like bigger things like worlds and that would be on the same patch. Oh. You get that. You get the kind of t- what they call like tournament meta where things can develop as it goes on. But then if you if you're sitting. W- you're obviously in planes on nine seventeen, and then a week later, you've by that time you've got to be be playing on the next patch already. That doesn't seem to make uh, sense. To me. I think it prefers to be on the same patch, but I get kind of bored. So I'm always down for a new patch. <laughs> Gives you something actually to do, doesn't it? <laughs> At the end of the day. Yeah, um, I, I don't mind too much playing a new patch, like unless like that patch is just too game breaking or too game changing. But usually, like the patches have been pretty, they've been pretty tame. You know, this last one. Like everything, I look in the patch and it seems pretty pretty tame. There's like an Aurelian soul change, a Kale rework again. And, you know, Lucian got three more AD. Like I, I don't think it's too big, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one thing I wonder as well, slightly off topic, uh, but I don't want to forget to ask, is how much does Hyanan actually practice Heimerdinger? Because it seems like just any time it's up, he can just take it. He's done it like different different patches, seemingly like slightly different metas. But you just take no, it we, any we time. Practice it. We practice it. Yeah. Like um, the way we do practice is like we practice a bunch of team comps. So there are some variations with Heimer, and we just like play. Like obviously we're not gonna spend a whole day on it. Yeah. Um, like maybe in a week we'll play like maybe three, three, four times, and that's usually enough because based on like every other week, like we remember like what we need to do, how we need to draft for it, all that stuff. 
Do you reckon anyone's going to let him have it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think there definitely will be. Yeah, somewhat because yeah, like, everybody likes to try it. Try and I mean, the uh, main thing is like, like for example, Yasuo's are like our best champion for the longest time, and like we didn't lose a single game on Yasuo, and like even in scrims we're just demolishing everyone with it, and then we're like, there's no way we get it, and then they're like, we shouldn't practice. I'm like, oh, we can commit like one game every every two days to it, and like we do just to maintain the skill, mm -hmm. remember how to play it, and funny enough, we get a Yasuo. And, Somewhere or later weeks, I'm like, okay. Well, because that thing you hear where players are like, no, it's fine, I, I can do it, I just have to play this one, this thing will work. And if uh, they do no, it like, and they they do it and then they lose, and then it's like, no, it yeah. wasn't the pick though, I just, I did something wrong or I could have yeah, done this. I, I, don't, I don't know, like, teams just like give us a bunch of like, bunch of different things. Like, we, like, for example, Yumi gets banned against us a lot, and I think our win rate on Yumi is actually pretty low. Like, even on stage, you know? So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Like, they'd rather play, like, into Yasuo than Yumi. Like, Yasuo Balin instead of Yumi, even though we pretty much win every game with Yasuo Balin. Mm -hmm. Or they give Sendo so, Nar every game. Yeah, we, 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 just, we just practice, like, a bit of everything. Yeah. Nar, we don't practice too much. I'll, I'll say that. We don't practice too much Nar. <laughs> I mean, he, he we practice a bunch of different champions for top. Mm -hmm. Is there any, you got anything up the sleeve that's ready to, to be whipped out in EU Masters? I think so. Um, but I think a lot of these EU Masters teams um, don't exactly know how we play, so mm -hmm. they'll have to do a bunch of research to figure it out. Like, Fnatic, I think, out of any team that knows how to beat us, will be Fnatic, right? They spent the most time. Like, every week it was, like, a pre uh, pre prepping to beat each other. That was it for us. How much, how much How much of have the Excel staff then been looking into these other teams? Is it going to be sort of adapting to a tool to play against these other guys, or just do oh, your no. own like thing? Our, our, our analysts have been on it. Like, once the playing teams got announced, they, they've done all their work. Like we we have a good idea what they run, like what they're good at. Like yeah, we we have we have a good idea. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I think that was that's pretty much all I had. <laughs> I think we. I do have one question to yeah. say. So when it comes to like scrims and, and practicing, you scrim a lot with the LEC team, um, I believe, don't you? Do you ever scrim with like other UK LC teams or no, other we teams? Never, we that? never scrim any, like we have never scrimmed the UK team, except mm -hmm. we will scrim Fnatic soon, because uh, we are guaranteed not to play them until uh, groups, like until the quarters, you know? So does that give you like a, a really big benefit? Obviously, coming into EU Masters, there's not all uh, academy teams um, which are in there. So do you think it gives you the benefit that you've got that automatic sprint scrim partner who can kind of you can test and work around with? Oh, there's just a bunch of players. Like there's like the thing about Europe that I've noticed is like there's always a team to scrim. Like we can also scrim like Russian teams, right? They're pretty mm. good too. Like um, and we have no problems like uh, scrimming them. Like we, they they're not in the same league as us. Some Turkish teams as well. So there's always there's always going to be a team to scrim for us. Okay. But it's nice to scrim Fnatic too. We haven't scrimmed them before, but we're excited to do that. Will it be Fnatic Rising or Fnatic the main team? Oh, Rising, yeah. Fnatic Rising. Oh, Fnatic Rising, okay. Yeah. Um, one thing I wonder as well, is there, is there a chance there'd be any rosters, roster moves at all? Because I don't think the main team really got anything to do now, have they, for the rest of the season? Uh, none of the players on that roster are eligible. Oh, okay. So, uh, I'll cut that out. Like, none of them are eligible. They play too many LEC games. Ah, uh, I didn't know. You need to play, like, more than 14 makes you um, unable to play EU Masters. Okay. Oh. Didn't I mean, that's good. That that, that yeah. does stop yeah, the possibility. Yeah. So, there's, there's no possibility of any of the yeah. LEC guys coming down. <laughs> just swap, the, swap five for five and just walk the whole thing. 
I can I can certainly say there's zero percent chance that any of them are playing. Was there a thought to put any in for the UK final? I know I was there. I know like expect well, Mickey can. were there on the day. Oh no, no, they can't. They're not allowed. Are they not? Or even th- yeah, 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 like like ERL, like once they played their their final game, they they were ineligible. Ah, so there was no. there was zero thought of it. <laughs> like once they play fourteen LEC games, they are not allowed to do EU Masters or um, UKLC. Oh, okay. So right. when ERL when you when building like a ten man roster, then do you have to take into account how many games if you want to kind of play them? In the yeah. LEC and test them, but also play them in the UK LEC. You've got to kind of yeah, balance it, really. You have to find yeah. that balance. Um, one big thing is just like we started picking up momentum near the end of the split with the LEC team, so we decided like, hey, let's just fully commit to it and see what we can do. Mm. Right. We we got a few wins, but unfortunately, like we couldn't keep it up, and then we ended up last again. Mm. But it looked good for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Some games look promising, you know. I think there was loads of games. Even in spring, it happened a bit with the main team. I thought where. They well, they played well, but they just couldn't quite yeah. win. <laughs> they didn't. They certainly didn't look like like useless at any point. It's not like Jin Air in over in Korea or something where they they literally just crap lose every game. Except always putting up a fight, I think, in every match. Yeah, for the most part, I felt like that way too. Um, yeah. They were doing well. We beat Splice. They were like ranked third and like looked like we had a shot. We almost beat Fnatic too. So. <laughs> I think, one in, yeah, I think there was one in spring as well, like against G2, where they, I think XL were ahead for a long time. So it, it could have happened, which is unfortunate in the end, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to go over, Tom? Um, I just want to just gauge, really. like How important is EU Masters, or do you feel like EU Masters is uh, for your organization, for the organization as a whole, really? I think it's pretty big. Um, mm. We're pretty committed to it. Um, our guys, like, we've been here <laughs> several weeks already. Like, um, Charney and Kasing, when they started the LEC boot camp, which was, oof, like, early May, middle like middle of May. So they've been here a long time, right? And we all talked about it, like, hey, we're here already. We qualified. Let's just make the most of it, you know? What's what's another two weeks of competing? And it, and it gives them a platform to you know boost themselves into. A lot more people watch EU Masters than what they what, what they watch the UK LC. Let's be honest. So it gives them a chance to kind of show the you know at least Europe what they're capable. Of. Yeah, um, I know Taxer Special and Exile and and Sendo are all looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna are you gonna keep swapping out the mid lane then? Do you think? Or how many? Is there like a limit of how many players you're allowed to register or anything? Uh, I don't know, but both of them are on the roster for sure. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Um, I think that may as well um, bring it to a close then. I don't think there's too much more uh, that I wanted to go over. I think good having you on, Tim. Nice to have a chat and, and kind of get your ideas no on the final. Thanks and, for me. and good luck for you, Masters, obviously, as well. I think, Thank you very much. I, I think I speak for Tom as well, saying we'd want to see both XL and Fnatic in the final. Bring it oh, home for the UK. We we definitely want to beat them again or play them again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wicked. Is there? There hasn't been any news yet, has there, on where the final is? Is it Madrid? I I I heard, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say. Ah, okay. <laughs> but it should be announced soon, I would imagine. Yeah, the latest I saw is just on them. I think on the website it just says, "Yeah, announced soon." But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And I think it's the, uh, a country. Let me see. I thought it was Madrid, but I might be wrong. I didn't. 
I couldn't see that it was announced. Let me let me check. But I don't know if I just if I just randomly thought that, but no, I can't see yeah. anything. I would say, but I don't want to get in trouble for it. Yeah, you don't want to. Get, yeah, no, don't don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't want to ruin EXO's chances, <laughs> yeah. right? We don't, we don't want to be capable. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it's announced yet, though. But I'm sure it'll be announced soon. Yeah, yeah. I hope, I hope so. I don't think it has been yet. All right, no worries then. We won't get you in any trouble. Don't worry about that. Um, so yeah, good luck then. And like I say, thanks for coming on. Been a pleasure to no have problem. you. Thank you very much for having me. And thanks, Tom, for coming on once again. Uh, you're welcome. Um. I think Tom, everyone knows where they can find you by now, don't they? So, if you... uh, yeah, at the Tom Daniels, yeah. at Grump News. Uh, I do have a podcast now, a, a Team Fight Tactics podcast. Uh, it's the Grump News TFT podcast. So, uh, it's just a couple of mates just chatting about TFT. And I'm actually pretty decent at it. Not not great, but I'm decent <laughs> enough to be talking about it. I feel now. So, uh, yeah, that's a uh, Grump News TFT podcast. That's on Spotify. Um, yeah, about that. So, yeah, Grump News at the Tom Daniels. Yeah, the same spiel. Nice one. And Tim, do you know when, when XL's first game is? We can advertise that. We a bit. play on the 12th. No, 7th, sorry. Se- no, 9th. 9th. I at... believe it yeah, uh, starts at the 9th. Um, yeah, 9th, I think, we're first game on the alternate stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, check my calendar. Uh, yes, you are against Falcon. Yeah, we're against Falcon and then Big. Mm-hmm. Falcon at 6 and then Big, scheduled at 10. Good stuff. Good luck. Oh, I should also check if those times are in CST <laughs> or BST. I think it's CST, CEST. It could be, it could be useful to know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be an hour late, <laughs> like, or an hour early, whatever. I think I'm. I need to edit that. Not that. <laughs> All right. Um. Good stuff then. Thanks for coming on, guys. Um, for anyone else that wants more of UK League chat, you can follow 96 on Twitter at N-I-N-E-T-E-S-I-X. Um, if you're listening on YouTube or Spotify, you can subscribe and follow on there as well. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening.